Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of the Something Borrowed podcast. I'm Betsy. And I'm Amanda. And we're your hosts. Today, we're chatting about Nadia's late summer wedding. Welcome to the pod today. We are so excited to have Nadia joining us. And before we get into our interview with her, we just want to remind you um, to thank you, first of all, for listening, but also to remind you that in order to help our show um, grow and progress, uh, we are just asking for you to subscribe to us wherever you listen to the podcast, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts or another platform. Um, And if you are enjoying what you are hearing, Uh, We would love it and be honored if you would leave us a rating and review. Um, It just helps other people find our podcast and um, get our show out there. Um, The last thing that we would ask for you to do is engage with us on Instagram. We are always posting over there, promoting our episodes, but also posting things in our stories that you can engage with. Um, So we love when people interact with us and it helps carry the conversation that we're having on these episodes um, into a two-way kind of conversation and not just us talking at our audience. So um, if you are willing, we would love to interact with you and engage with you on Instagram at Something Borrowed Pod. Um, but today we have an interview with Nadia. So we're going to say welcome, Nadia. And we're so glad that you are with us um, today on Something Borrowed. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> we're so excited to talk about your wedding and Nadia came to us through our uh, monthly advice giver, Lauren, who is my cousin, because Nadia is uh, the sister of Vince, which is Lauren's boyfriend, who, Nadia, I just want to tell you that our whole family loves Vince. We think he is so sweet. He's so cute. We love him. We love him and Lauren together. So thanks for sharing him with our family, too. Oh, thank you. Uh, I know. He is the best. I mean, what what can I say? I like to think that I had some part in that. <laughs> Lauren is also the best. I always like to say I raised my little brother, too, so I get it. Aww. Exactly. <laughs> Well, we are so excited to chat with, your, with you about your wedding, um, recent wedding, like just newlywed stage still, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's, oh, I mean, almost two months now. So That's awesome. Congratulations. But if you would ask me, I would say it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It feels like that even like five years later for me yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We just celebrated seven years. And yeah, some days it's like, how, where did that time yeah. go? <laughs> so. <laughs> In a good way, in mm-hmm. a good way, for sure. That's good to know that the good times keep coming. <laughs> well, we're going to dive in, and um, we chatted briefly before we started recording about your personality type, and you're not necessarily an Enneagram person, but you do know your Myers-Briggs. So start us out by telling us what's your four-letter <laughs> personality type, and what do you think about how that might have influenced your planning process when you were planning your wedding? So I don't actually know my four letters, um, but I do know that my personality type um, is the one that is very sensitive to other people's feelings, a true empath. um, And that definitely um, does, does come out in my life. I can notice like when I'm feeling other people's feelings or when I'm hypersensitive to feelings. Um, And it's also the, the personality type um, that is like a giver and Mm -hmm. always there for the people in their life. Mm -hmm. 
And so I, I know you have like a lot of siblings. <laughs> um, <laughs> where do you fall in the birth order? Because I'm always curious about that too with people's personalities. I'm the second oldest. Okay. Got it. So, but so you're a, I'm a type of middle child. <laughs> yes, I was the middle child before the twin brothers came along. Okay. So there were right. three girls, and I was in the middle, um, and I was the pickle in the middle, and I loved that. So then my <laughs> little brothers came along as twins, um, the fourth and fifth children, and then I was no longer the middle child, but I still felt like I was always the middle child. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a middle child, so I feel like when when someone's a middle child, I can like sense it coming off of them. So I just I was wondering about you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's dive into your wedding planning. So one of the things that we always like to ask people is kind of get a sense of where you were um, in your planning pre-engagement. So were you the kind of bride who had had your pl- wedding planned since you were a child? Um, did you just kind of have that general vision of what you wanted or were you starting like totally from scratch when you got engaged? Um, I always had a vision of what a wedding should be like. And this goes back to my personality type, actually, like I'm a true romantic. So I hear like, kiss me by sixpence, none the richer. And I just Mm -hmm. like see flowers and see like some guy waiting by a swing. Like, it's just all romantic to me and flowers (laughs) and everything. So that's always been my vision. And so really, it was just starting from scratch of like how to bring that to life. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So then when you like, tell us a little bit about when you got engaged and then how long you had to plan your wedding from there. So he bought the ring in November, 2020 proposed January 9th, 2021. So we had almost a year and a half to the wedding. So, and was that like, timeline based off of you wanted to have a long engagement or just when venues were available or what drove that timeline? Absolutely wanted a longer engagement. I just wanted to enjoy being engaged and it all starts hitting you so fast too. So I'm happy Mm -hmm. that I had that time. Yeah. Yeah. I always like think that that's the best advice. Like I had like an 18 month engagement and I'm like, this is one time hopefully ever in your life. So like, just make it long and enjoy every part of it. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about your planning and your venue. Um, How many did you look at? How did you decide where to look and kind of how did that process start for you? Um, So I actually just used the knot and the, and wedding wire. Um, and those worked really well for me. I sent out a bunch of messages um, to about six different locations. Um, first, I settled on the location, which I knew I was going to have it in Northeast Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, sent out messages to those locations and heard back. Um, but the kicker was the my venue um, my parents had attended a wedding there and they loved it and they told me all about it. And so just having that familiarity mm-hmm. really helped me to yeah. lose. 
Were you like looking for a specific style of venue when you started looking? I was. Um, I was looking for either a mountain view or a castle type of look, like an old built gardens. And so I ended up kind of in the middle because I had a view and I had um, the there were like waterfalls at my venue site that were really gorgeous. So when I yeah. went to see that, I was like, oh, okay, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah. This checks all the boxes. So is that the only one you actually like went physically to look at or did you physically see other places? It was the only one that I physically went to look at, um, which partly had to do with me living in Pittsburgh area. Mm-hmm. So it was a four and a half hour drive. Um, out toward where I grew up in that okay. area. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the venue you picked. Like those views, like you were saying, are amazing. And we talked about it a little before we hit record. And you were saying that it's actually like protected uh, forest, right? Yeah. So they, I don't know how many, what the acreage is, but the, um, my planner ended up telling me that they bought the land at some point, the family who owns the venue bought all that land and they protect it so that no one can build on it. And um, it's awesome. sort of like a nature reserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's awesome. it's the gorgeous. side rail there yeah. with the mountains just overlooks this huge, beautiful mm-hmm. nature escape. Yeah. So the venue is actually called a Stroud. Is it the Stroudsmore Country Inn? Is that what it's called? Yep, Stroudsmore Country and and there are I think there are seven different venues part of the actual oh. um business. So mine was called Terraview, but there are like six other sites that you could get married on on that property. Okay. So cool. it's a really large property. Yeah. So then what dictated your choice between those different sites? Was it was the view or was there something else that Yeah. So actually, now that you bring it up, I did go to see some of the other sites on this particular Mm -hmm. venue's property. Um, And the other one that was like very similar to mine had a mountain view. But for some reason, mine with like the waterfalls just felt a lot more like Patrick and I. um, Mm -hmm. Because it was like very like in nature and Mm -hmm. trees surrounding it. Yeah. So did you always know that you wanted the ceremony to be outside then? Oh, yeah. That was 100% for me. Mm-hmm. I, I always wanted an outdoor wedding. Nice. That's awesome. So what really led your decision? I mean, obviously the backdrop and stuff, but were you considering like how many people you're able to have or budget or anything like that or even date availability? Did you run into any problems um, trying to get a date that you wanted? Yeah, all those things definitely came into play, Um, especially the date, because I wanted the end of August. That was originally what I wanted, August 27th, um, because our anniversary is May 27th. So I just thought like that would be really cute to have the same day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also was considering a September wedding, but every single weekend of September was taken because September right now is gorgeous outside. Yeah. Yeah. So August 6th ended up being the day there. And yeah, I knew it was going to be a really big wedding. Um, 
We even jokingly called it at some parts our big fat Italian wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And how many guests did you end up having? 210, which was supposed to be a little bit more than that, but some people um, couldn't go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that can be a challenge. I think finding a venue that can Mm -hmm. accommodate a larger, like a 200 plus wedding person wedding can definitely be challenging, especially in today's market. I just feel like because of COVID and like the, you know, push towards like more of the micro wedding and people embracing the smaller wedding, it can be really hard to find venues that Mm -hmm. can still do that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are only a few in that Northeast PA area also that accommodate up to 300, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So moving to kind of the next part of planning, I think a lot of times the next card to fall for people is their dress. Um, I don't know if that's true for you, but uh, when, like, tell us about looking for a dress, how many places you went, what it was like, how you picked the one. So (laughs) I sort of feel like in a way my mom was living vicariously through me. (laughs) Bless her heart. Like she is so, so sweet. And she has, I would trust her taste like over anyone's, which is, you know, the funny part. But she made me try on like 16, more than 16 dresses. Um, (laughs) Even just like in one sitting, she was like, try the next one. Um, (laughs) so back to your question, like I knew I wanted, um, I wanted an A-frame dress and I was dead set on that. Tried them all on, hated them all on me. (laughs) So then I tried on this form fitting dress and it just felt like, honestly, like butter on my skin. It was so comfortable. Hmm. Um, and it had like intricate lace and beading. So that was another portion of it that I liked. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty. It's yeah. Like stunning. And it fits you so well. <laughs> oh my gosh. You look incredible. Yeah. I know I said that yeah. thing is comfortable, but like at the end of the night, and this is for brides, like to know I had like brush burns on my back because okay. it is a heavy piece of material. So <laughs> I, when we talked about my wedding, our very first episode, I had said that one of the dresses I was torn between was one that had like beading around the bodice. And I just remember looking at my mom and being like, I'm going to have brush burns under my arms, like my, like where (laughs) my arms are rubbing on this dress. Like I'm so so concerned that it's going to like, like cut me or something just because beading can be rough and like the weight of it and everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Obviously, I'm not you, but I think it was worth it. Oh, yeah. You look so <laughs> yeah. good. You look so good. <laughs> you look so good. <laughs> the ladies at the Bridal Chateau in Berwick, PA, they are amazing there. Um, yes. They're okay. amazing. Okay. Good to know. Yep. Noting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's I, I feel like it's actually a very unique dress. Like, I don't know. Some For me, sometimes I'm like, oh, wedding dress, they all kind of look the same, but it's it's so unique. It's classy, but kind of sexy. And like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's all of the above. Um, so yeah, good choice. We're fans. (laughs) Thank you so much. I love a good world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so then what about like, uh, other aspects of your look, hair, makeup, accessories? Was there like 
a plan there or any specific pieces that you were excited about or want to talk about? Um, I was really excited about my necklace because that is um, a necklace that was my, my something old. That's what it served as. And it's a necklace I share with my two sisters and in the back of it, um, there's like a tiny, tiny ruby. And I guess that's supposed to signify loyalty and protection. So um, we call it our sister necklace. And that was like really special to wear with them. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neither of us have sisters, except for, well, each I other now. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we're like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Um, the other piece I feel like we need to talk about about your look is your veil. So you did like <laughs> it was it sixteen feet? I know it was a full cathedral. So yeah, yes, which I, I think, think is usually 16. sixteen, right? Yeah, which as a photographer, love a good cathedral veil. <laughs> Super <laughs> fun to play with, and your photographer worked that veil perfectly. So <laughs> it was so cool what they did. They would take it and throw it up in the air. Yeah, and. Um, going back to my hair, it really worked with my hair because mm-hmm. like I had, um, a low updo style, but it was curled hair kind of built into a bun. So mm-hmm. some of it dangled down and there was a lot of like hair built up in the back so that the veil could rest there securely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah and awesome. I like how you pieced it with like a little like jewel on like, on the side of your hair, like a, an accessory in your hair, because I feel like I wouldn't have thought of that. Like I would have been like, all right, you're doing a veil or you're doing something like that. But the way it kind of like goes right into the veil, it looks so pretty. It does. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I'm glad it didn't look too extra. (laughs) No, No, not at all. Okay. So, uh, let's just talk quickly about your hair and makeup. So you did, um, that, low updo makeup wise did you do anything like that I don't know that you like really wanted was there anything special about those choices well like the artist yeah artist makeup artist so another great thing about my venue is that it could be and I hate this phrase it could be a one-stop shop for you if Mm. you want it to be Mm -hmm. um but so that was that's actually amazing about the venue um so they have their own bridal studio on site there um that also did all of the bridal party hair and makeup right there like on that's That's great so um I went and did a trial with them which I super super recommend so I did Mm -hmm. a make hair and makeup trial a couple months before um and I was sort of thinking I wanted like a rosy look um the trial really helped me to figure out that I wanted like a nude um look with just I wanted my my um features to be pronounced but I didn't Mm -hmm. want it to be like I didn't want to end up looking too I guess stage makeup like I wanted to look natural yeah 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 I think they achieved that for you, for sure. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I was Um, so nervous when they were doing my makeup. (laughs) (laughs) I also had never had fake lashes before. So, Mm, like, she was putting them on me. And they were amazing. They were like, this might feel a little weird. You know, I'm literally going to be putting this on your eye. And 
they were so patient with me. I think I was really bothering them at one point. (laughs) The crazy part is when you have to like take them off. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. They came (laughs) off really easy at the end of the night. (laughs) Um, So then uh, going to like other aspects of your bridal party style for your groom, how, how did you decide about his look? Was that you? Was that him? Where did you go? And, and what did you get? Sure. So um, as I told you, like I was a travel nurse in Connecticut. So I was planning the wedding while in Connecticut, away from home, away mm. from Patrick. And yeah, love him dearly. But I don't know. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> kind of really hard. <laughs> um So he went to Men's Warehouse and with sort of the inspiration photos I showed him and Mm -hmm. he was like, they don't have what you want at all. And so I had to FaceTime him and he had to like show me through the store. And I was like, what I want is right there. (laughs) 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 Typical (laughs) husband. Um, But no, he's amazing. But um, I really wanted it to be, to not clash with my colors. I, my color I chose was gray. My, one of my main colors. And I thought that the slate blue would kind of bring Mm -hmm. out the gray, but not overshadow it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. With the choice for gray, um, as like one of your main colors, I think that's a super unique choice and it, it looks beautiful, but how, how did you choose that? Where did that come from? Um, well, Honestly, I maybe I got a little crazy. I started making like a mood board and putting different colors next to my dress. <laughs> um, and that ended up being the one where my thought was, I don't want to look back on my photos and for my wedding to feel like it went out of style. Like I wanted mm-hmm. it to feel timeless. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why I chose gray. Hopefully it yeah. looks that way. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And it's like, um, I mean, we'll share photos on our Instagram, but for people listening, it's like a very light gray. So Mm -hmm. it's not, we're not talking about like, I don't know, like charcoal gray, but it's, it's really pretty, really light, really, um, beautiful. It's almost like a slate blue. Like it almost looks more of that like gray blue kind of. Yeah. 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 It reminds me of like a color that can sort of morph to what yes. is around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's called dove gray. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Awesome. It also looks really good with your maid of honor dresses. Yeah. Why, let's talk about that. Um, where are those, where you got those and, and what. Those are from is. Beholden Anthropology. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the bridesmaids are from Birdie Gray. Okay. Um. And yeah, the reason I didn't go with gray for the maid of honor was because um, I just wanted them to stand out, especially because they're my sisters. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how can I make them pop, but have it not clash with the gray? And again, back to the mood board, I was like putting these colors together, trying to figure out how to, you know, get more than one color in my palette and not make it look gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It looks so great. Yeah, and their dresses are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like kind of patterned a little, but all yeah. like one color. So it's very subtle and beautiful. Um, so did you – you picked 
those dresses, but then for the other bridesmaids, it looks like you you gave the color and they sort of pick different dresses. Is that how that yeah. was? I wanted them to be able to pick um, if they had sleeves or if they had a certain mm-hmm. cut, but it's all um, one type of dress and one color. So it's very yeah. easy to go in and customize it. Right. That's yeah. great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then for groomsmen, were they easy just – are they in the same color as Patrick? So Looks they're like almost a shade lighter okay. than him. Um, so he just subtly stands out. Gotcha. Nice. And they have the ties that match the bridesmaids, but he wore a white tie. Nice. Yeah, they look nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so kind of going to the next aspect of planning that – is usually a big a big choice for a lot of couples, which is photography and, and things like that. So let's start with just like um, just regular photography. Tell us about your photographer, how you found them, and then what sort of package you were looking for in terms of the amount of time, the amount of coverage, that type of thing. Yeah, sure. So my photographer, um, Danielle Coons, I found her actually by happenstance completely. Um, I had reached out to many photographers. I had all email chains going. My venue also had me meet with two photographers. Um, What really sealed the deal with Danielle was just her style. I saw, um, again, by happenstance, her shooting my venue. And I loved the way she made my venue look. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I want it to look that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I reached out to her and thankfully she was available. Um, and I just, she kind of was really great with, at that point, I had no clue how to plan a wedding, right? I had absolutely no clue. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and so she showed me like a, an example timeline and, you know, what eight hours of coverage would look like, what it would look like yeah. if you had 10 first look versus no first look. So she just guided me through all of that, honestly, um, based on our schedule and our needs. That's awesome. So ultimately, which timeline did you go with? Like how much, how many hours of coverage? So we chose to do 10 hours, which worked out pretty perfectly. Um, she arrived at 1 PM and she left at 9.30 p.m. So she um, came while I was getting my hair and makeup done, actually. And she just started mm-hmm. with my details. So, like, taking pictures mm-hmm. of the rings and our, sure. our stationery, my mm-hmm. dress. And then, yeah, we didn't want her to stay to the bitter yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, and then – this is a side note, but like, it's funny that you mentioned the stationery because I like this just occurred to me. I wonder, like, did she ask you to bring that stuff or did you just know that like you would want photos of that? Yeah. She mentioned, um, if you want stationary photos, make sure you bring it. And she mm-hmm. told us exactly how to pack it, like put it in a clean envelope, do this, do that. So mm-hmm. she made it super easy. Yeah, that's really nice because I think that's one thing like Betsy's a photographer. So it's like the type of thing that when I was planning my wedding, I didn't have to think about, I 
I don't know. I wasn't thinking about it. Then I'm like, I wonder if people just know that or does somebody tell them or maybe they could li- they're listening to this podcast and now they know, yeah. oh, I should think to pack that for my wedding day. But it's always great yes. to have. And you, you shared some of your like flat lay photos with us. And I, I just love like photos like that. They're those detail shot are always shots are always like so beautiful. They're some I think of your favorites. Yeah. Your stationery was just so pretty too. For sure. Thank you. I tried to make it, I tried to keep on with that gray look. Um, mm-hmm. and I wanted it to almost look like hand drawn. Yeah. yeah. And I beautiful. wasn't going to hand draw it myself, but thank <laughs> 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 you, uh, minted. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So in terms of other like capturing kind of things, videography, did you have like a photo booth or anything like that? What what were your decisions regarding those things? We did do a videographer um, and it was the same company that also did a photo booth. So we got a really good deal with them because we bulked together services. Okay. And for some reason, though, Patrick and I had sort of this battle over the video. We were like, that's not really something we care to have. And then my parents ended up convincing us of it and they offered <laughs> to help pay for it. So we were like, oh, okay. And we actually <laughs> well, haven't gotten it yet. So it's like that, you know, something that we're looking forward to seeing. To yeah. Really it. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you did have a photo booth. At your reception. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was so fun. Yeah. I got in there, thankfully, (laughs) because there's (laughs) such limited time. Yeah. That's really fun. Those are always fun. Like, as a guest, I always enjoy when there's a photo booth. It's just fun. Like, it gives you kind of something to do other than dance and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a last-minute add-on, actually, because I went to a wedding, and they had a really cute photo set up. They had a a camera, um, digital or not digital camera, but a Polaroid camera and Mm -hmm. you take the Polaroid and then you stick it in, um, the guest book and sign your name or write a little note. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, these photos of the guests are so nice. And Mm -hmm. yeah, had to add something on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's super fun. So did that include like, did it did the photo booth come with like props or lighting? Like what did you get in hiring that, the team for that? Yeah, it was a full booth with props and lighting, and also the guests could take, uh, is it gifts? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm showing cool. my age, I guess. <laughs> um, and good. they could send it to themselves, and then we also got a booklet of um, all the all the photos they took. That makes me think that of, like, really did fun. you ever see that? I think it's Ariana Grande. They they would have those at like red carpets where it's like the them like throwing their dress and like it the motion. <laughs> did you get yeah. any? You, did you do like anything a boomerang. fun? Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. Um. Anyway, um. So the next section is one of my favorite things to talk about, which is florals. Um. So who designed your florals, and then like what? What led this the direction for for that in terms of color style things like that? Um, the Stroudsmore Country Inn they have a floral department, so I met with them, 
Um, and it was like a really intimidating meeting. It was like a long table. Um, <laughs> we talked about, you know, what I wanted. Um, I really wanted those tall Baroque pieces. They happen to be mm. very, very expensive. So um, a little trick that I did was I put them in the front framing our sweetheart table. Um, so it was like me, my husband, and a table to the right side and to the left side. So those two tables there had the tall centerpieces. The rest of the room had just regular centerpieces. Some tables only had um, candles and a little bit of greenery. So Mm -hmm. that was a big money save. Yeah, that's a great way to do it, to just like pick a couple of featured places to put Mm -hmm. your big installations, your big centerpieces, and then go simpler elsewhere. You also had a beautiful ceremony florals. Yeah. I noticed in your photos. Yeah, I wanted there to be um, something blue. So that's how I ended up choosing the blue thistle. It's like that mm-hmm. little color pop mm-hmm. of like the yeah. slate blue I love that. tying so in the pretty. grooms and the bridesmaids. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so like subtle and you. understated, but like just adds that little pop. I love it. Yeah. So, and did the venue require you to use their florist or it was just an, an option and you chose them? Um, nope, they didn't require it. Um, but to use an outside vendor, I will say it was like a little bit more difficult at that venue. Um, okay. You had to like present their license, which I'm not sure if that's typical. Um, Some venues, yeah. And, you know, if they didn't do cleanup, you had to do cleanup yourself, whereas they offered cleanup if you used the venue mm-hmm. services. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything looks super beautiful. It's very light, summery, white. And then mm-hmm. you said that really pretty pop of blue. Um, yeah, I love it. I love the, the archway. Well, it's, it's not really an arch. I don't know what you call it. Like almost like a little metal gazebo, gazebo yeah. with beautiful greenery and some white florals. Um, really gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, and they sent the vines down the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. They did a really good job with showing – I would kind of describe to them when I was looking for them, they would show it, and I would say, not this, not that, that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they did a great job. It's beautiful. And then I love how your florals, like not necessarily the types of florals used, but you kind of have that floral theme on your invitations and things Mm -hmm. like that as well. That really kind of brought it all together. Um, That's great. So – Let's talk about other decor then. Um, Did you do any like sort of rentals, like furniture, lighting, anything like that? No, actually. We did not rent anything. We kind of, yeah, we went big on the floral. um, Didn't need Mm -hmm. to add in anything else. Great. And then they provide like, so for your table settings, did they just provide like white linens? What, um, like... What yeah, was they provided the ivory linens at no cost, um, but they offered to play with some colors. They showed, you know, a lot of different colored napkins, um, which could have been a cool pop of color. But ultimately, I ended up with the with the ivory. Okay, nice. And then let's talk about your signage. So, 
one of the pieces I think you're most proud of, right, is the mirror. So tell us the story behind the that. The mirror. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little bit of drama with the mirror. Um, <laughs> the mirror is like a really old, old mirror that my parents had kind of found thrifting a while ago. So they had this laying around. And I was like, do you guys know this is really cool? And so I asked them if I could use it. um, And my dad built the easel that the mirror was standing on. So my plan was to put the decal that says, you know, welcome to the wedding. Um, Mm -hmm. Naughty and Patrick are happily ever after. Um, Just a decal from Amazon that you like press onto the mirror. Mm-hmm. And if you look on Etsy, these costs, these can cost upwards of two, they could cost almost $200. Mm-hmm. So this in total cost the old mirror and the handmade easel and 20 bucks. That's so awesome. Me. <laughs> For the Amazon decal. That's awesome. Yeah. So the drama awesome. is that um, I didn't, I was really, really nervous to put this decal on. That's what I, I was going to yes. say because it's scary. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't want it to get wrinkled and so would be like, look at this wrinkly sign, you know, even though that doesn't happen. <laughs> so, um, but that's where Patrick came in because he said he does this kind of stuff all the time for his car applying, you know, mm. like anything vinyl on the car mm-hmm. yeah and so he was so cool calm and collected and he, just, <laughs> he put it on um added some contact paper and reinforcement to the back of this old mirror because it was like sort of falling apart but you know that's diy so <laughs> because it's a mirror though that makes it harder than applying it to other kinds of glass because you're yeah. seeing it like reflect back <laughs> at you i had like at my wedding, a mirror um, guest, whatever they call it, where people's tables were written like down. Like your escort. Oh, table chart. Pay, yeah. yeah, like pay someone to do that because writing on yeah. <laughs> on a mirror where it's reflecting at you. Yeah. Yeah. So a very impressive for, for a <laughs> DIY project. I would have been way too intimidated to attempt that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see me in the moment though. <laughs> did you guys do favors? Um, yeah, we did little seed packets of wildflower seeds. Cute. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. And the little packets were from Etsy. They said, let love grow. Okay. So normally this is when um, unless there's anything else you want to mention about your planning or, or decor elements or anything that we didn't talk about, um, we'll kind of transition into running through what the actual um, day of your wedding looked like from beginning to end. Oh, okay. So um, tell us when like you arrived at the venue and then – when did like hair and makeup start? And then what time was the ceremony? So I had the girls, the girls meaning the bridesmaids and maid of mm-hmm. honors um, meet in my room at 10 a.m. So I could give them like little welcome bags um, and robes because I wanted us to take pictures like of getting ready. Mm-hmm. So kind of the day started um, 
I woke up at 7 a.m. and checked the weather, but the day started at (laughs) (laughs) Um, We started kind of trickling into the salon at 11.30. That's when the hair and makeup started. And then that was like a hard stop, be ready for, uh, I believe it was 1.30 when we were going to start taking the photos because the ceremony was 4.30. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's not a super long timeline. Like I I feel like um, I've heard of weddings where it's like four hours of hair and makeup and especially with a large bridal party. So it must have been like a pretty large salon there with a lot of hair and makeup artists. Yeah, I think they serviced like four of us at a time. Wow. So it would be like the girls hang out in my room. We got some sandwiches there because I didn't want anyone to be hangry. Mm-hmm. And then, especially me. And then <laughs> yeah. we kind of went back and forth and yeah, and then met up with the photographer there. Um, there was another photographer that went over to the boys. But mm-hmm. if you'll see the picture I sent you, they were just playing video games. They yeah. you know, were basically on no <laughs> typical. <timeline>. Yeah. <laughs> so your before photos, did you do a first look or was it just separate? Nope, we didn't do a first look. Um, we did write each other notes in these journals that we had. Um, they were older journals kind of that I had bought us on vacation. They were like leather bound cool journals. So mm-hmm. we never That's used cool. them or wrote in them. So I decided, we decided, I guess, <laughs> to write each other a note <laughs> and read his note um, just like alone while I was like looking at my dress and of course cried. And that was a really nice <laughs> moment because we like didn't see each other at all that day until the ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. So was that like something that you, you knew you didn't want to do a first look, like you wanted to see each other at the ceremony or he wanted that, or how did you make that choice? Yeah, that's what Patrick wanted. Actually, he wanted to be surprised (laughs) um, and feel in the moment. He's very sentimental when it comes to those things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of waiting to walk down the aisle. But she, she's the first look person I as did. a photographer. So mm-hmm. they <laughs> are amazing, though, I will say. Like the photos come out so nice. Okay. So then I guess transitioning into talking about your ceremony, I don't know if you want to run through some of the. We typically have a couple of rapid fire questions about <laughs> traditions in the ceremony. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so just run through my ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. So did your dad like walk you down the aisle? Did you do any sort of like sand or unity candle (laughs) or communion or anything like that what kind of music did you have like those details okay I've never heard of the sand but we did do a unity (laughs) candle (laughs) instead of doing a candle some people will take like a jar and they'll have two different colors of sand and they'll like dump pour it together (laughs) (laughs) one time there was like I think it was a wedding I shot. Like they braided like strings together. Oh yeah. my god! People do a lot of stuff Lots instead of, of different the candles. Options. But anyway, okay. So you did a candle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did the the unity candle, um, and that was kind of the most religious aspect of the ceremony. We had the Mary statue in the back of the candles because in traditional Catholic, I think. 
the, the unity candle is um, played with the background of Ave Maria, but I didn't want that music um, broken in. I don't know. I was just, I just wanted it to be sort of like relaxed, no change in the music during mm-hmm. the ceremony. Mm-hmm. So that, that worked out really well though. Um, and the ceremony music, like I said, was three different songs um, to, to each, you know, set of um, family coming in and then the bridesmaids and then me, which my dad did walk me down the aisle. Um, instead of having my dad give me away, I had him sort of like shake hands with Patrick. Um, mm-hmm. And then he gave me a kiss on the cheek and mm-hmm. he gave like a good luck. Mm-hmm. So that was just very like hit he and my dad's relationship. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, did you have any like readings or anything? Yeah, we had one reading, which actually Vince did the reading. Um, nice. Which is uh, Lauren's boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. So the reading was just Corinthians, just one with the classic. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. have too much time to think about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you talked about the music, was that like, did you play it off of like a phone or something, or was there like musicians there? Uh, the same person that was the DJ did the ceremony music as well. We had them do that. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Worth mentioning, which was really special. The officiant was actually Patrick's uncle um, because he's a reverend. So he actually like came out of retirement for this, um, <laughs> flew from Arizona. So thank you, oh, Larry, sweet. Reverend Larry. <laughs> <laughs> It's so nice when you have like a personal connection to your officiant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was sure. really nice. Um, oh, also, I don't know if this necessarily was a part of the ceremony at all, but I, before I forget, I noticed you had a special uh, furry friend at your oh, wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that? Nala, our baby. Of course, we had to have our fur baby there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, you know, we just couldn't picture the day without her, honestly. Um, mm, yeah. So we had to have her, though. It It's a lot because we had to have her stay nearby the venue and had someone go pick her up and bring her to us um, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. photos. And when it's a really hot day like that, you're always worried about them having, like, water and being mm-hmm. staying cool. Yeah. So um, we didn't have her stay there for um, over an hour because the cocktail hour was also going on during that time. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. But I mean, it's so special to have those photos. They're so cute. Yeah, they're sweet. (laughs) It's so funny. She like was walking up to us and she always like lifts her paw and does this specific stance. And so it looked like she was hunting us. And then she just came (laughs) running, licked us. (laughs) I was like, please don't jump on my dress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but um, I definitely wanted to just like crouch down and hug yeah. her. Um, okay, so then that's a good transition into talking yes. about your cocktail hour. Um, so where at the venue was the cocktail hour held and what, what did you serve? Um, it was right 
so the reception was in the building that was is connected to the outdoor ceremony site. Um, and if you walk down, there's like a big lawn area with an overlook. So that's all connected by doors that go into the reception where the bar is and then the actual seating area of the reception. Mm-hmm. So the cocktail hour was centered at the bar, but people could walk outside and get outdoors, which was like a yeah. big part of um, right. loving this venue. That's um, awesome. And they had like continuous hors d'oeuvres, which are included in the venue. So nice. I actually had one guest who came all the way from Florida say that if he had to leave after the cocktail hour, the hors d'oeuvres would have been worth it. So <laughs> <laughs> people loved them. <laughs> great. <laughs> Did you have like a tasting and get to pick stuff or was it just what the venue provides? Yeah, we did have a tasting um, and there was like a duck spring roll that I was obsessed with. And so I was like, have as many of this like Asian fusion type cuisine in it as possible. That was like so tasty. And I feel like very different from what you'll eat when you sit down for dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. fun. Did you guys, I? it sounds like you did pictures then while your cocktail hour is happening. We did. We ended up powering through most of the cocktail hour and our photographer was so good. We, she knew that we wanted to, to get out there and like see some of the cocktail hour. So she released us as soon as she could. <laughs> That's tough. Like trying to squeeze all of those photos in, in like such mm-hmm. a short time and then still get your yeah. couple to enjoy your cocktail hour a little bit is, mm-hmm. is definitely a squeeze for sure. Um, did you have any like signature drinks or anything? Yeah, we went super <laughs> basic on that too. Just did a gin and tonic and an old fashioned. Mine That's was fun. the G and T. So then transitioning into the reception, uh, did you have any kind of like fun or special entrances that you and your bridal party did? Um, so I had one of my bridesmaids tell me like, she loved how I didn't put any pressure on them. I was like, walk out, do something if you want, like obviously be super excited. Um, we had them walk out to, I believe in a thing called love. That's so. (laughs) It's just like such a hilarious song. Um, (laughs) and I feel like you don't have to have anything planned to that. It'll just make you like grove when you're walking yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and then we walked out to sort of like an edm song that was it's called roses so it's like bed of roses keeping with the flower theme Mm -hmm. uh and it kind of dropped when we walked out so we were just excited and (laughs) That's super fun. Yeah, that was probably the craziest part, just seeing everyone's faces, all these people that you know when you're walking out. It was so special. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, like, so hyped and, like, just excited Mm -hmm. to, like, finally party. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I have chills just thinking about it. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. That is probably one of my top three favorite moments of my wedding day is entering. And we had – we we walked out to Pillow Talk by Zane, and oh, yeah. like 
right, like you're saying, right when it kind of gets big in the chorus, we came down the staircase. And like that is a moment that's in my mind forever. So I don't oh. think we've talked about that at, on any episodes with anyone about, yeah. but I feel like it's, it's something worth like spending time to think about the song and the part of the song you want to walk in on mm-hmm. and like just thinking about capturing that moment in your mind. Because like you said, you see everyone's face. Everyone's so excited. You're so excited. It's like one of the best moments. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt like triumphant. Like yeah. here we are, we're married and all these amazing <laughs> yeah. people. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you do any of like, well, I guess let's talk about your first dance first. So did you go right into a first dance after your entrance? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what was your song? Um, yeah. So like we kind of, the way you, sorry, to backtrack, you walk like, yeah. straight down um, in between all the reception tables, right to the dance floor. And then we immediately started our first dance there. Uh, so our first dance song was I Was Born to Love You by Ray LaMontagne. Mm. And I love, I'm a huge fan. Um, mm-hmm. This song, we were actually going to do hold me in my hold you in my arms by him if anyone mm-hmm. knows and yeah um we were set on that and then I think it was like a month before the wedding he came out with this new song and we listened to it and we were like this is perfect it's like it was made for our wedding day so we changed it last minute <laughs> that's that's sweet yeah um did you do you speeches? Did you do bouquet toss? Any of the other kind of like traditional reception events? So we, the only kind of traditional thing we did was cut the cake and do toasts. Okay. Um, I really didn't want my husband like reaching up under my leg in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we left that um, garter toss out and the bouquet toss kind of went with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, yeah. just like the more time with friends and family, the better. Yeah. I think us. the more brides we talk to, the more we hear that. Like, yeah. Definitely the garter yeah. toss. The bouquet toss is a little bit more. Sometimes people do it. I don't think yeah. either of us did either. Right. I think we tossed my bouquet, but that was it. Yeah. We definitely mm-hmm. didn't do a garter. Yeah. Garter toss. But everybody says the same thing. I didn't yeah. really want. <laughs> My husband yeah. inside my dress. So awkward. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then did you anything like noteworthy about speeches? Uh the speeches were so cute. My sister's <laughs> made of honor speech, like of course, made me cry. Um, <laughs> and his brother was his best man. Um, my dad did a welcome speech. And then passed it over to Reverend Larry. And he did like a uh, – Like a blessing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. That's nice. Um, okay. So now for people who listen to this podcast, the moment you've all been waiting for, let's talk about cake. <laughs> <laughs> I Amanda's favorite cake. part of I cake. love <laughs> a wedding cake. I love a wedding cake. Um, so tell Me us too. about – your cake. It's it's like it's drama, it's beautiful, and it tastes good. It's all the things that matter. Um, so tell us about your wedding cake, how you picked it, who made it, what it looked like, and what it tasted like. 
So the venue made my cake, um, but I was really particular about it having like not just any cake flavor. So it had like an Italian meringue in it. And then mm. the base was like, the base was white cake. So it was half and half, but I wanted some kind of Italian element in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did have floral on the cake, which I really am happy that I did yeah. because it really helps it helped it mm-hmm. pop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was like one of my favorite parts, the cake tasting. It was so yeah. fun. <laughs> um, we did it during COVID. So we actually had like takeaway cupcakes, um, which I thought the, was really good of like mm-hmm. good idea um, to keep yeah. it like safe during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and we also like, we always forget to ask this, but is there anything else you want to say about like just food at your, your yeah. reception in general? Um, I mean, we told everybody to order the flounder. So we did flounder (laughs) and chicken. Um, we went and tried this flounder and like, it was amazing. And normally I feel like you you wouldn't put fish on like on your menu, but I don't regret doing it. Um, like I feel like it's something light and sometimes, you know, sometimes like it could be really heavy to sit there and eat so much dinner and then go dance and it's like all in your belly. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) totally. That sounds good. So I think the last maybe thing about your reception that we need to ask you about is dancing because again, you had a little special kind of like moment during your reception. Do you want to tell us about that Italian uh, is it the tarantella? The tarantella. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I told. So our DJ was really good with working with us. Um, I kind of straight up told him, like, if you do not play the tarantella, there will be angry Italians after you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, it's like literally goes da 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 da, da and mm-hmm. you just kind of. Uh, take like your your hand um, with the your you lope your arm with another person and kind of spin in a circle, waving your napkin in the air to this song. Um, gotcha. And Patrick yeah. really got into it. Yeah, the pictures are very cute. <laughs> yeah, so you could see like my husband talking to you know like certain aunts and uncles who were totally there for that dance. <laughs> there are like yeah. striking photos of just these middle-aged man striking a move which is (laughs) priceless footage (laughs) that's so fun that's awesome um did you do any like special decor elements in the reception or like a fun exit or anything like that we were going to do a really romantic thing which i saw um we were gonna have a last dance Mm -hmm. just the two of us but we were enjoying our party so, so much that he was like, the DJ was like, this is your last song. And I said, play party in the USA. Like we're doing <laughs> <laughs> We just didn't want it to like end. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it was nice to, to just sort of go with your gut. Mm-hmm. If you're enjoying the moment, don't feel pressured to, you know, do something just for the look or the feel with it. Go with your feeling in that That's moment. That's great advice. Yeah, it really yeah. is. 
Um, so kind of to that end, I mean, it's like we said at the beginning, you're, you're still only a few weeks out from your wedding day, but is there anything you would do differently now or that you would say to brides like, oh, I wish I would have done this or I wish I wouldn't have done that, anything like that? It's okay if you're like, no, it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it was really perfect because the weather was supposed to be horrible and woke oh. up and it was beautiful all day, not oh. a drop of rain. Um, but one thing that I have thought about was like, if you're someone that doesn't want kids at your wedding, I didn't realize this till after the fact, but you can put on your invitation, like this is an adults only reception. Mm-hmm. And in the moment you're so stressed with planning and putting your invitations together, is like a, another hurdle. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of knowing like you can let guests know ahead of time. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm sort of what you're expecting so that you don't have this flood of like reaching out and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if you have a big family would love to have everyone there. Um, yeah, it gets really hard to sort of say, Oh, we chose this person. Um, you know, pick Mm -hmm. and choose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally. So just protect yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, me and my husband both have large Italian sides of our family, and mm-hmm. it's like when it came to planning our wedding, I'm I'm not a very like out outgoing person <laughs> in real life, uh, so I was like, I can't have 200, yeah. 300 people staring at me, and it would be so easy if everyone brought their kids and their kids brought their kids yeah. for it to turn into that. So mm-hmm. uh, you're totally right. It's it's. You just saying up front, hey, if this is just adults or whatever the case is, then that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, and on the flip side, are there things you wouldn't change for anything about your day that you would tell couples definitely, definitely do this? Yeah. Having some element outside, especially if you're an outdoor mm. person, like mm-hmm. just – doing anything think to yourself like what would make it feel the most like us because when you're in like the commercial wedding um industry I guess for your wedding having it like at a venue yeah things do sort of get um in not enforced but suggested and you really have to be like gung-ho about what is true to you Mm -hmm. so having the outdoor wedding or the outdoor cocktail hour just really wouldn't, wouldn't give it up for the world. Yeah. That's great. I would have been prancing in the rain, honestly, if I had to. Um, Okay. So before we say goodbye, we need to know, did you have anything like you're something old, something new, something borrowed and something blue? And what were those things? Yeah. My something old was the necklace that I shared with my sister's. Mm -hmm. Um, something new were my earrings, something borrowed was the handkerchief from my grandma, which was like the most special. We got a picture of her handing it over to me. Um, Mm -hmm. and something blue was in the floral, the, the blue thistle in the floral. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, 
Sorry, I know she just said like last thing, <laughs> but if we have like five more minutes, five more minutes. Oh yes, sorry. Um, this you is good- had from we we now have been following you on social media for the last couple weeks, and I <laughs> oh I know God. you had like an epic everyone's dream kind of honeymoon. So mm-hmm. do you have like five <laughs> minutes to say like where you went and what you did and how amazing it was? Yeah. Oh my gosh, the honeymoon was so, oh, I wanted to go back. Um, We went to Italy. So the first five days were in Sardinia. um, And it's an island of Italy. So and then the, the last, I think it was six days, we went to Milan for one night. And then we went to Lake Como. That's where we ended in Lake Como. And it was just so perfect being in Lake Como. That was my favorite, our favorite part of the trip, hands down. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, It looked, it looked amazing. Um, so would your like main advice to someone who wants to go to Italy for their honeymoon to be to go to Lake Como then? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And definitely do a day trip to Milan if you can. It's only like a, Mm -hmm. it's like an hour train ride. Um, even less. And it's just like such like a hustle and bustle there and amazing yeah. food. Yeah. Lake Como is honeymoon paradise. It's so relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. we went on a boat tour there um, and saw like George Clooney's villa. Um, <laughs> That's and cool. he actually, he wasn't, we didn't like see him there, but the tour guide told us that he was there that month. I guess he spends like, at least a month out of, I think it's three months out of a year um, at his villa there. That's cool. So he happened to be there. And the week before he was there with Michael Jordan, I guess. Um, Oh my gosh. So we were like, oh, sure. We'll stop by for an espresso. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One more question about Italy. And I feel like I've had this conversation with your brother before. I've not been to Italy, but um, I've heard from like several people I know who've been to Italy that the food is not good. What what is your reaction to that? <laughs> oh my god, I I ate so much on that trip and we did not eat one bad thing. No, the food is so good. <laughs> Who is telling you that? Multiple people I know, friends, fam- like family so relatives that have gone. I think it's because it's not like American Italian if that's what you're expecting, right? It's more seafood. Oh, I can see. Yeah, I can see where that would come in or that there really are a lot of tourist traps. Um, mm, so that makes sense. You know, you're paying more for yeah, not like yeah. the authentic Italian food. That makes sense. And I feel like the the one couple I know who had like really bad reviews, their worst their worst location was Rome. They were like the hmm. food in Rome was the worst and that that would probably be a big tourist trap like you have to know where you're going kind yeah. of place. Yeah, um, but, I would say but definitely. Good to know that you had a good experience. <laughs> oh my god, we still laugh about it. Like because they have primi, secondi, and then your main course, and then dessert. So wow. we had what? How many courses is that? Four. Four. Yeah. We had four course meals every night. And it was like hilarious. <laughs> we we couldn't stop eating. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that makes me want to go. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, man. Well, thank you so much, Nadia, for joining us. It has been so fun to hear about your beautiful wedding and your honeymoon. (laughs) I'm so glad Amanda (laughs) remembered that. (laughs) Didn't let us sign off without chatting about that. Um, But thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. (laughs) Yeah. It's so so fun to, like, hear about the story Mm -hmm. behind a wedding day. And I know – it's probably very fun to talk about. Relive your day. <laughs> yeah, as well. it's so fun to relive it too. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks thank so much you for, for letting us. me rehash the memories. Yeah. <laughs> um, and thank you all for listening today um, to our interview with Nadia. Um, before we go, we just want to do a little shout out and thanks to our husbands, Amanda's husband, Zach, and my husband, AJ, um, who edit and master these podcast episodes for us every week. Um, they are the guys behind <laughs> our sound and making us sound good. So thank you so much to them for their time and effort. Um, and just remember to check out our Instagram at something borrowed pod today to see pictures from Nadia's beautiful wedding day um, and follow us along there. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. God, I can't remember at all what happened that day, guys.